Good morning, Coastline family, and thanks for joining me today as we continue our journey of 40 days of intimacy with Jesus. And before I start, can I just say how amazing you are? I mean, yes, you, and you truly are amazing. I mean, do you know just how amazing you are? Your brain today will generate more electrical impulses than all the telephones of the world. The muscles which move your eyes to focus will complete 100,000 movements today. 50,000 cells in your body have just died and been replaced by new ones, as I've read that statement. And at birth, you had around 300 bones, but you seem to have lost 94 of them as an adult. The rate at which your hair grows will double during a flight, and when you blush, your stomach turns red. <laughs> no wonder the psalmist says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes, the human body is amazing. And the passage that I'm using as our scripture base for today, Paul talks about the church being a human body, the, the body of Christ. And it's equally just as amazing. Now, scientists who study uh, DNA would say our bodies are pretty much the same. 99.9% .9 alike if you, uh, is the measure if you, if you just look at it from a, a DNA point of view. But of course, everybody would agree that's just part of the story. The fact is we are incredibly and remarkably different. And as a community of faith this morning, we would agree with that, wouldn't we? We would say, well, yes, of course, we're creating the image of God, but our diversity is all a wonderful signpost to the creative genius of our maker and designer. I mean, you are unique. I mean, literally unique. There is no one else on the planet quite like you. And what I want us to touch on today is how an understanding and using of those unique differences can be an important part of our spiritual formation and development. Just as we continue on this journey of, uh, of, of intimacy with Jesus, 40 days of intimacy with Jesus. So where better place to start than to look in God's word this morning. And if you've got an NIV Bible, that's where I'm reading from. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, famous passage that uh, is part of Paul's writing to the church in Corinthians. And we're just going to read uh, from verse 12 of chapter 12. And in my Bible, it helpfully entitles the passage, the unity and diversity in the body. So let's read God's word together. The body is a unit, though it's made up of many parts. And though all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ for we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and you were all given the one spirit to drink. Now, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I don't belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? And if the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, 
every one of them just as he wanted them to be. If we were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. And we thank God for his amazing word. So what I want to give you today is three headline statements I've taken with inspiration from, uh, from God's word today. And then really just to make this very practical today, uh, I want to set aside on that uh, some challenges, some things for you to take away and to do this week as a response to God's word. Okay, so here's my statement number one. We are dependent on each other. I mean, like it or not, you are dependent on others for your own spiritual growth and development. I mean, in this passage, Paul uses the, the, the metaphor of the church as a body, a physical body. And I think he does it to underline the point that we're not a random grouping of people, but it's a living organism. And as part of a body, we are interdependent for life on each other. I mean, this is why at Coastline we talk so much about the importance of community and connection. It comes from a, a fundamental belief that our walk of faith in Christ cannot and should not be completed in isolation. I mean, in this passage here, Paul puts his finger on an issue of great significance if we're going to get a better understanding of our own spirituality and grow deeper in our, in our relationship with Jesus. And the issue is this, that much as our spiritual journey is unique to each of us, but as members of, of Christ's body, we are not on an isolated pilgrimage. We don't travel this journey alone. Instead, we're traveling this journey together in, in a group, in a convoy, if you like. Other members of the body are traveling with us and there is a vital connection. And when I say vital, I literally mean vital as in essential for life. There is a vital connection between us as individuals and the community. And when you think about the parts of your own body, you see that's true, don't you? Because each part of the body is dependent on life on another part of the body. And that part then also similarly gives life back to other parts of the body. And so it is with us that as members of the body of Christ, we have that same dependability. We give life to each other and we receive life from each other. We can't get away from it. That's how God designed it to be. We need each other. We are dependent on each other. And, and I would say that we can't truly live out this life of faith without connection with each other. I mean, you were created not to stand alone, but sit in community. And this is such a, a timely and important message for us to hear at this time of the lockdown. And, and as you've probably heard on the, the news this last few weeks, we might be in an extended period of lockdown now. It's vital we hear this message about the importance of connection. When all those normal models and rhythms for our connectedness have been strained or even fractured. But it's so vital that somehow we find ways, creative, clever ways to stay connected to each other, to maintain the connection to each other, to the body of Christ. So vital 
if we want to uh, continue to have a healthy body and, and walk deeper in our relationship with Jesus. You see, other members of the, of the body are dependent on you for their life in Christ. And similarly, you are also dependent on them as well. So here's my first takeaway action, my first practical outworking of that uh, for this week. Just take a note of the connections you've made, just a bit of an audit of them uh, um, of the last, say, 10 days. Maybe just write them down or whatever you do. And, and I'm talking about meaningful connections. I'm not talking about social media posts here. And just take an honest assessment of the health of your general connectiveness. And just ask the Lord to show you where things are not going well and how creatively things can be improved. Maybe you can go for a walk with somebody or give somebody a call or whatever it is. But just bring it before the Lord and just ask him, uh, just ask him what uh, is best to do here. And I'm sure you'll be blessed by that. Okay, statement number two. We are all different. We must recognize, accept and understand how we are made if we want to grow in maturity in Christ. Look, when we read this passage from 1 Corinthians 12, our primary focus when we read it is, rightly so, on this diversity and differences in roles in the body of Christ, because it's centered around some teaching that Paul has made around spiritual gifts. And, and frankly, that's the right context for it. But look again at what Paul is saying here, because I think he's making a much broader point than that. He says we're not just gifted differently, we are different. We are created differently. And we must distinguish, distinguish between the spiritual gift and the created gift here. Because spiritual gifts are supernatural, God-given abilities the Holy Spirit gives to each of us for the building up of the church. And typically these are gifts and skills that you've not learned and you've not been born with. But created gifts are different. They might be something, yes, you, you uh, have naturally uh, discovered as you've grown up. Or maybe you've been even been born with something like that. But they also can be used for the building up of the body of Christ. And when, and when I say skills and abilities here, don't just think about things like artistic or creative gifts. Someone's really good at the creative or the artistic or being great at sport or physically strong, but think also about different personalities. You see, we all experience and process this world through different eyes, and we relate to people in different ways. I mean, some of you, I'm sure, will have done uh, something like a Myers-Briggs personality test, maybe through uh, your school or college or at work, perhaps. And if you don't know what it is, it's just a process that helps you uh, have a better understanding of your personality preferences. But equally importantly, it helps you become more aware and appreciate the differences you can see in other people around you. For example, you learn that not everybody is an introvert and not everybody is an extrovert. You realize that some people like to process the world through their physical senses. Other people rely more on their intuition. Some people are great thinkers. Some people are great feelers. Now, whatever your views are about the value of these psychological studies, it does underline the point again that we are all very different. 
and different on purpose too. God has created us differently. We have been uniquely pieced together in the Creator's loving hands. And I know for some of you this morning that is so annoying. I mean, come on, why isn't the world like me? Why doesn't the world think like me? But it doesn't. The truth is we are not all the same. Not everybody is like me. Thank heavens, you might say. So get over it. It's a fact. I mean, truly, it's no surprise that I'm telling you this this morning, I'm sure. So make room for that. Make allowance for that. Accept that it is God's glorious plan and live with it. And as Paul reminds us in this uh, passage, this beautiful passage, uh, it's it's for the health of the body that things are different. Verse 17 there. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? Be. Paul is saying, imagine what sort of a body it would be if every component part was the same. It wouldn't be a, a body at all. And frankly, let's apply that. If we were all logical thinkers, where would the creative giftings be? If the body were made up of loud extroverts, where would those quiet moments of beautiful reflection be? I mean, just think about it. What sort of body it would be if we were all the same? So if you want to grow in deeper intimacy with Jesus, you need to understand how God has uniquely wired you up. You need to accept that. You need to understand how this beautiful, unique personality that God has birthed in you can be used to serve the church and to build up the body of Christ. And finally, just before we close out on this subject, one massive word of warning. Just be careful that the person you are, the, the, the person that's showing up, is the real and God-given, authentic version of you. We need to stop wearing false masks, false versions of ourselves, and distorting God's beautiful and, and perfect personality that he's given to us. Some of you might be carrying something that's been pushed down on you from a, a hurt, so an unhealed uh, hurt from the past or a bad experience or, or some bad teaching or some bad words spoken over you or bluntly just by some unresolved, unresolved sin. It's important that we come before God with open hands and be honest and, and show off that one true God-given character. The one, that's, uh, the one he wants us to display to this world. We need to discern the difference between what is man-made and what is God-made. Let, let me just give you perhaps one example to ground that a little bit. Maybe uh, when you were young and, younger, someone said to you, well, silent reflection is the way to come to God uh, because they told you off for being too loud or being too noisy and you've just accepted that that's the way it is and you've gone with that all your life. Yes, okay, all right, silence and solitude has a place. We often talk about it, don't get me wrong. But don't try and become someone you're not. I mean, if God made you a tigger, feel free to bounce and bounce big for Jesus. I mean, go on with it. It's what God made you. And as I've prepared this message this, for this morning, my prayer has been that this will be such a refreshing word for some of you, that some of you have been held captive in this. And God just wants to set you free to be you this morning. 
What he made you was beautiful, but you've allowed others to distort it. So be what God called you to be. And look, you know, maybe what they gave to you was perfect for them, right? Their walk with Jesus, they've just given it to you because it worked for them. But you're not the same as them. So you need to work out what is the best fit for your personality if you're going to grow deeper in your intimacy with Christ. So don't stand in a straight jacket any longer. Be released this morning with my blessing and God's blessing. Resolve yourself to be true to whom God created you to be today. That true and beautiful, godly version of yourself. And maybe today, your quiet, not quiet times need to become a little less quiet. <laughs> maybe you would gain something from spending time with the Lord on the beach rather than sitting quietly in a chair. But then maybe the opposite is true. Maybe you spend too long on the beach and you need to spend time in, silent, in solitude. Look, I can't prescribe it to you. It's going to be different for everybody, right? But it just needs to be something that you work out, you, you resolve to work out with the Lord. But I'm just confident of this, that if you genuinely pursue the Lord in this, he will graciously help you discover the best way to walk together with him as you walk in deeper intimacy with him. All right, practical uh, action to take away then. I just want you to meditate on Psalm 137. And by the way, I should say, we're going to put all these out on the, um, uh, the newsletter on Monday, so you, so you don't need to take notes here too much. But Psalm 137 verses 23 and 24 is a, a famous verse for just presenting ourselves before God. And it just says, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Just Ask the Lord to audit your life and expose any wrong actions, thoughts or sin that are preventing you from becoming the true person he created you to be. And I just pray you'll be blessed as you do that this week. OK, statement number three, then we all have a role in the body of Christ. And it's only as we fully walk in our God-ordained calling and ministry that we will grow into maturity in Christ. The Purpose Driven Life is a book by Rick Warren. It's an international bestseller. And it's a book, a Bible study book, really, that helps you to just over a 40-day period to understand more of how God has created you and your, and your purpose and calling for this life. Now, it's one of the best-selling books of all time now. Over 50 million copies sold. Amazing, isn't it? And I thought, as I just reflected on that, that's a lot of people looking for an answer. So you and I are not alone, right? As Mark Twain famously said, the two most important days in your life are the day you're born and the day you find out why. But like all these things, the, the, the answer to this can be found in Jesus Christ. There, there is a purpose for your life. Be assured of that. There is a purpose for your life. There is a role for you to play in this world. And no journey of 40 days of intimacy with Jesus would be complete without a journey of discovery into what God is calling you into. And it's my belief that as you engage on this journey of discovery with him, if you, as you obey the calling and plan and purposes of God for your life, that, that it's only as you do that that you walk into deeper 
intimacy with Jesus. And surely that's what Paul's saying here in 1 Corinthians 12, isn't it? He's emphasising that we all have a part to play. We're all extremely valuable to the health of the, uh, the body of Christ. We are interdependent for life on each other. If we were to carry on reading of verse 20, it would say this, as it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. I mean, let me encourage you this morning. I cannot say to you that you're not needed. No, the opposite. You are needed. The body needs you. Your role is vital. Your skills and unique gifting and personality is vital to the health of the body. You have a unique place with your name on it in the body of Christ. And your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to find out exactly what it is and how you can walk in it. And it's only as you do that that the body of Christ will be built up. I mean, in the book, uh, Purpose Driven Life, again, Rick Warren uses a very helpful acronym to try and work out where we fit in. It's based on the word shape. You, you might have heard this before. And over the years, it's been quite a useful little tool to help us point us in the right direction of where God is calling us or might be calling us to serve. So the acronym SHAPE goes like this. S is for spiritual gifts. What spiritual gifts do you possess? Heart is H. Uh, what do you have as a, a passion for? What do, you, what, do you, what are you passionate about? A, abilities. What created talents and skills do you have? P is personality. Where does your personality best suit you to serve and work? And E is experience. Where, what experiences have you have that would help you? Now, I'm just encouraging you to, to, to do that this week as one of the takeaways. But don't prejudge the outcome here. God is not calling everyone to a role at the front of the church. Be, uh, let me be clear about that. The church need, yes, great teachers and pastors and worship leaders and evangelists. But the body of Christ also needs great administrators and Holy Spirit filled cleaners too. There is a place for you in the body of Christ, one with your name on it. And I pray that during this time of intimacy with Jesus, as we seek to go deeper with him at the start of this year, that the Lord will help you find it. So that practical takeaway thing for us to do today. I'm just going to send out on Monday again, uh, just a list of questions, the shape questions, you know, talk about your abilities and your personality and your gifts and experience. And I just encourage you to just to fill that in and maybe share it with a friend that you trust and love. Uh, but just more importantly, bring it before the Lord and just say, Lord, you know, what are you saying to me about where I should be serving or where I should be fitting in? OK, uh, and I just pray you'll be blessed as you, uh, you do that. So our time is coming to an end. Let me just recap on those three important statements. Number one, we are dependent on each other. Like it or not, you are dependent on others for your own spiritual growth and development. So get out there and make connections and, and just keep the connections going, particularly this difficult time. Number two, we're all different. We need to recognize and accept that. And that's all part of, our, of how we grow into maturity in Christ. So let's celebrate that. And number three, we all have a role to play in the body of Christ. 
It's only as we fully walk in that God-ordained calling and ministry that we'll grow into maturity in Christ. So God bless you and be with you this week as you just reflect on hopefully his word here. I pray my words will fall away, but I just pray that his word will resonate in your heart. So we're just going to spend a few moments just trying to respond to God's word now together. So wherever you are, I just encourage you, um, if you've been in church, the church building, you know we, we do this as part of our rhythm, just encourage you maybe to get comfortable, close your eyes, just put your hands out in a, in a receiving posture. There's nothing holy about it particularly, it just, uh, just says to God that we're ready and we're open and we remove the distractions to receive of him. And we just utter that beautiful ancient prayer together. Come Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Father, we need you. Father, we recognize, Lord God, that we need each other as well. So, Father, help us to respond to your calling to remain connected with each other this week and in the weeks to come. And Father, I thank you for what you've made us. And I pray that you'll just minister to us uh, just about, you know, being true to ourselves of how you've wired us and made us, Lord God. And I just pray this week that, that many of us will be released to, to be the true version of ourselves that you created us to be. And Father, thank you that you've, for each of us, you've given us a role and a purpose so I pray you'll lead us out in that, Lord God. I just pray, Lord God, that you'll just lead us into where you want us to, to, to serve in your glorious body. So we give these things to you now and we pray your blessing over us this week as we work these things through in our lives this week. Speak to us by your Holy Spirit, we pray. In Jesus' precious name, amen, amen, amen. Bless you. Have a great week.